Before I dive into the introduction of today's podcast episode, I want to give a huge shout out to Merrill Hyde senior Isaac Stinson for recently breaking and setting a new school scoring record at Merrill Hyde. He just recently passed Connor McCutcheon, dropping 32 points and a win over Smith County last week. He is now at nearly 1,300 points scored for his career, and assuming COVID-19 doesn't cancel the rest of the season, he's got plenty of opportunities to add to that total. As for today's episode, Brady and I give you our weekly 2-2-1s, we preview some big games, and we talk about, of course, our player of the week. So without further ado, let's dive right into episode five of the Full Court Press. Everybody. Welcome into episode five of the Full Court Press with Brady and myself. So excited to be talking with you today. Brady, welcome into the show, man. Thanks, Zach. Happy to be here on episode five already, man. It's pretty, pretty crazy, man. It's, uh, time flies when you're having fun, really. It really does. You know, it feels like we just started this, which we kind of did just only five weeks ago. But like you said, here we are five weeks in and um, we're rolling. We're doing well. I think the podcast is doing well. I think our listeners are enjoying it. It's growing each and every week. So it's been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I had a few setbacks this week with uh, my daughter being sick and then me kind of getting a little bit of sickness. And, and you reached out and you're like, hey, man, if, if you want to put this on hold, perfectly fine. We understand. But you know what? It's a lot of fun. And it kind of allows me to, uh, I guess, maybe not focus on the, the temporary bad for right now. Just Yeah, take, take your mind off things a little bit. Exactly, exactly, Brady. So, I, you know, curious, how, how did last week go? You know, I know we mentioned our 2-2-1 like we do every week. I'm curious to know how those games turned out for you. Yeah, so I had a great week of basketball. You know, after going so long without having any basketball games, I was in the gym four out of five days last week. Um, so my, my uh, 2-2-1 games, I chose uh, Clarksville at Northeast, uh, boys basketball game, which uh, that was on Friday night. And uh, Northeast, uh, we talked a little bit about them kind of struggling this year. And um, they came out and actually beat Clarksville by uh, double digits in a rematch of last year's District 10 championship game. Um, They looked really good, kind of getting back to looking like they did last year and looking like a team that, you know, was really close to making the state tournament. Um, So I was really impressed with the way they were able to come out and uh, beat Clarksville. Um, For my uh, girls game, we had – Northwest at uh, Henry County. Um, won't get too much into that one because I wasn't at that game. Um, Understandable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So it was um, uh, Northwest uh, remains uh, undefeated in the uh, district, but only beating Henry County by two points. Um, I, I obviously looking at that, uh, you can tell it was one heck of a close game. I don't actually have the box score on me yet, but um as you can tell, that was uh, that had to have been one heck of a game, but Northwest eking out the win at home. Yeah, and listen, anytime you can get a win on the on the road, especially no matter if you win by two or if you win by twenty, um, you're going to take it. So, and, and we've mentioned before how much Henry County gets up for those Clarksville teams, right? So, I mean, I'm sure uh, Northwest got got their best shot and uh, obviously came out better for it. Yeah, and you had some pretty good uh, two two one games yourself, right? Yeah, I did have some good ones. So uh, mine were – so the first one was JP2 versus Innsworth. And, um, you know, in the boys' game, I knew all about the boys' game. I knew all about Sky Clark. 
but I did not know about Malik Dia, who is the big man that the Tigers possess. He was hands down the best player on the floor in that game. The way he was just able to change what JP2 wanted to do. I mean, they couldn't get anything at the rim. Everything had to be settled on the outside. He did a great shot of altering shots, blocking shots, getting easy points in the paint, snagging rebounds. I mean, Innsworth is a good team when all things are clicking. They held Sky Clark in check for the most of the uh, for most of the night. I think he ended up with 11 points, nine of which mm-hmm. came uh, in the second half. He did have a few step back threes that that you when you saw him, you're like, "Woo! Now that's five star quality right there." Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple of them are, were really really nice. But Malik Dia, big man, he really kind of dominated that game. Um, from the start. So I was really impressed with him. And then on the girl side for Innsworth, I don't know if you know too much about this girl, but Jelani Cambridge, I believe she's only a freshman. Man, mm. she is a stud, bona fide stud, I should say. I mean, she was stepping back, shooting from the coach's box and making them. And you just don't see that from a senior, let alone a freshman every week. And, yeah. uh, you know, she's got her sister on the team who is, I believe, only a sophomore. So Innsworth, uh, I believe, is going to be a state favorite to repeat as as a division two champ. So, I mean, that was a lot of fun to watch this, just those two teams in general. Yeah. You don't really see that on the girls side period. No freshmen or seniors, you know, usually you see kind of those flashier plays uh, from the boys side. Cause you know, they're, I feel like they're watching more NBA. They're seeing guys like Dame Lillard and James Harden making yeah. kind of plays like that, but seeing that from the girls side, especially from a freshman, that is uh that's something for sure. Yeah. yeah I believe she finished with 20 plus points. Uh, Jelani did. She, like I said, step backs, getting to the rim, pull-ups, you name it. She played with swagger. Um, and, and, listen, I don't know what she's rated, but she if, if I had to guess just on the one sample size that I saw last week, she's going to have her pick of where she wants to play college ball. And then the other one is kind of – I'll, I'll kind of push them together because they both feature Beach. But Beach versus Lebanon and then Beach versus Rossview were, were my two big ones, right? And, and mm-hmm. Beach boys won both of those. Uh, Beach girls lost both of those. Um, the Beach Boys, obviously, Tuesday night battled against a very good Lebanon team. Um, Beach girls obviously struggled against a team that's undefeated in league play. And then they go on the road on Friday. And I, and I told you last week that I felt like Beach had heard the noise from, from, um, from the Clarksville area, especially after that first game right against Northeast. Yep. I mean, these high school kids, they know each other. They, they talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they came out, and I felt like I obviously wasn't at that game, but it, it seemed like that they had something – that they wanted to prove something. Caleb Powell came out, dropped 20. I know Andrew Page had 17. And they just kind of yeah. – it was well distributed among everybody. So, those were my – I know that's only three – I know that's three games. Cheated a little bit. Four games, technically, if you include both boys and girls. But, um, yeah, that was – last week was a lot of fun to watch basketball in Sumner County. Yeah, there was a lot of good basketball. Really, it seemed like all across the mid-state last week, just yeah. a lot of really – good matchups that ended up being really good basketball games. Absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, I did not get to see uh, Gallatin at Hendersonville that I wanted to see because mm-hmm. I was I was at the doctor or whatever. Uh, unfortunately, the boys' game got canceled anyway due to COVID protocols. Oh, no kidding. The girls, they got to play that game. Um, so, really only missed out on one game. But, nonetheless, a great week of hoops action. Definitely. So, with that being said, a perfect way to segue into our Player of the Week, Brady. I'd love to hear who who you thought stood out this week for for Clarksville. Yeah, so looking at the boys' side, you know, I just mentioned that uh, Northeast got that win against Clarksville in a big basketball game. Uh, My Player of the Week is uh, coming from Northeast. It's going to be Isaiah Farrier 
Um, he's a guy last year who was absolutely one of the best players in the district. He was a uh, all district first teamer for me. And um, when he's on uh, Northeast is a hard team to beat. Uh, they played uh, West Creek earlier in the week. He scored 17 points in that game and then 17 again against Clarksville. So pretty easy to figure out what he was averaging this week on a scoring, uh, scoring basis. But uh, he's just one of those guys that's really going to be all over the court all the time. And um, he also helps his teammates open up on offense as well. Uh, in, in that West Creek game, uh, he uh, rather um, the, the Eagles had five guys in double digits. Obviously he was one of them, led them with 17 points. And then against Clarksville, they had four guys in double digits. And once again, he led them. Um, and he's just one of those guys who, uh, if Northeast is going is gonna to be successful this year, he's going to be really the guy leading all that. And uh, just, I got to give him props this week for what he was able to do. Uh, on the girls' side, um, I got to give – it to Clarksville's Sydney Weatherford. Uh, they only played one game this week, um, but it was on Friday against Northeast, who was coming off a win against West Creek themselves. And they had already, you know, kind of shaken off that rust of not having to play for a little bit. They, they had already had the experience playing in a silent gym, which uh, we're seeing in Montgomery County right now. You know, people aren't being allowed in gyms for the moment, um, you know, to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Hopefully these kids can get that to finish that season. And, uh, and, and Clarksville came in and Sydney Weatherford for Clarksville High scored 27 points. Uh, and, and, and it was a quiet 27, too. Um, she, she's not always considered the best player on the team because they got Amari Berry, uh, another standout freshman. But uh, Sydney Weatherford came in. She's, uh, she's someone that people will be familiar with if they follow my volleyball coverage. She's my, our two-time reigning Volleyball County Player of the Year. But she's also an excellent basketball player. And, oh, yeah, she's committed to Evansville to play softball. So she has a heck of a three-sport three, three athlete. And uh, she's getting my player of the week this year for just an incredible effort on, on, uh, on the glass and in the scoring column this week. Absolutely. You know, you don't see a whole lot of three-sport athletes anymore, do you, Brady? I mean, everybody wants to kind of specialize in one, maybe two sports. Um, but it's very rare nowadays to see a three-sport three athlete. So uh, big kudos to her. And I know, um, like you said, people can go and find – your volleyball covers see that she dominated on the courts this year for volleyball and is, is dominating on the courts in basketball, at least on Friday yeah. night. Yeah, absolutely. And whenever I, whenever she comes up in my conversations with a uh, Carson uh, basketball coach, Brian Rush, he also coaches the softball team there at CHS. Um, he, he has not just nothing but incredible things to say about her. She's just a very special talent and has some younger siblings coming up through the rings too. So CHS has a, uh, a lot to look forward to from that family. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, my player of the week, boys, uh, is is simple. This is uh, this is player of the week, but this is also a career achievement. Um, Isaac Stinson dropped 32 points against Smith County last week, which gave him the new scoring record at Merrill Hyde Magnet School. He's now at 1,298 career points. That's that's incredible. Incredible. Um, the record was held by Connor McCutcheon, who had 1,270. Uh, who set that record in 2017, I actually wrote that story on Connor back in 2017. So it was kind of cool to, to reach back out and, and talk with these guys because it's such a small circle, especially yeah. at Merrill Hyde. And, and a guy like Isaac Stinson, who K through 12, I mean, has always been at Merrill Hyde, has, has, co has come up and has seen this program get better. He has been a part of that process. Uh, under coach Corey Craighead. So Isaac Stinson, my boys player of the week this week, not only with 1,298 career points, but also dropping 32 when you only needed, I think you only needed, what was it? 
uh, four points coming into the game to set the record <laughs> and decided to drop 32. So uh, just a great overall game achievement, but also a career achievement by Isaac Stinson. Yeah, you can never be too sure. If you need four, might as well get 32, right? Exactly, exactly right. You know, I was asking Corey about – Corey Craighead, the, the head coach, I said, you know, did you set up a play? How, how did it work? And he said, you know, no, we did not set up a play. We weren't really playing the best team basketball at the time, so we just didn't feel like that was important. But uh, it was pretty simple because first first, first down, he hits a three and you're only one point away, and all of a sudden you just need a free throw. So it really wasn't much. He just kind of hit a three on his own, and it kind of took care of the rest. Uh, but moving over to my girl, Player of the Week, I'm going with Gallatin senior Anaya Boone. She dropped 12 points in back-to-back games this week on Monday against Portland on Friday against Hendersonville. She is a girl who plays on the low block, who gets rebounds. She defends very well, can shoot threes, score on the inside. Uh, She is a very vital member of that Gallatin Lady Wave team who is currently in second place in their league. And, yes, she just played fantastic this week. Uh, Funny – well, not funny, I guess, but uh, both Gallatin's game this week was only girls only because the boys weren't able to play Portland on Tuesday and they weren't able to play Hendersonville on Friday. So (laughs) – uh, just single action games for Gallatin this week on Tuesday and Friday, but Anaya Boone, standout player, dropping 12 in back-to-back games. Yeah, you'll love to see that. And um, as we move forward, I'm sure we'll probably hear a little bit more about Gallatin as we uh, look ahead, uh, look into our uh, big games this week. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, absolutely. I've got some huge games this week. So we'll just start with my Tuesday games. We've got Beach at Green Hill. I mean, that right there, Beach, Green Hill, that's your second and third team in the league. Uh, so that's obviously going to be a good one. Station Camp versus Mount Juliet. Station Camp's at the top of the the top of the league standings right now. Mount Juliet not having a great year, but the girls' game is what could be the best game. And then moving over to Friday, two games. I've got Gallatin versus Lebanon. On the girls' side, you got Lebanon and Gallatin, the top two teams in the league. And on the boys' side, Gallatin and Lebanon neck and neck in the district standings as well. And then the, maybe the biggest game of the week in county, at least maybe on the boys' side, it's going to be station camp versus beach on Friday. And I'll just dive into into my games. Yeah, why, you got the floor. Yeah, why I think they're big. So uh, I just mentioned it, beach at Green Hill. Uh, on the boys' side, you've got Green Hill at second place at 5-1 and one in the league, beach at 4-1. and one. They're on the road. Beach, who I've said many times could be the best team, not only in the district but the county, going to have a huge test on the road, as will the girls. The Green Hill girls uh, are in third place in their league at four and two, the beach at, in fourth place at three and three. So that game right there are two teams that are neck and neck in the league standings on both the girls and boys side. So you can see why that's a big game this week for me. And then looking at Station Camp versus Mount Juliet, you know, I haven't seen Station Camp play in a while. Uh, they play Tuesday night, assuming that I'm allowed to cover some games uh, this week, you know, that is the game that I'm looking forward to because, like I said, I haven't seen them this week. But the boys, that is a boys program that I'm anxious to see how much they've gotten better since the last time I've seen them. I know Mount Juliet is a struggling program on both the boys and girls' side. But that's a game where you come in, if you're station camp, you're supposed to win, so win that game the way that you're supposed to win. Right, Brady? Don't Absolutely. play to your competition. And then on, and then on the girls' side, um, Station Camp and Mount Juliet, they, they are – Mount Juliet's on the bottom end of the bracket. Station Camp, I think, is – let's see, I think the fifth team in their league. So, h- how's that going to turn out? You know, Mount Juliet's only won one game this year. So, if you're Station Camp, hopefully you don't lose that game because if you do, that's a, that's a bad loss. 
Yeah, and then definitely. the other ones, let's let's just hit on real quick. Gallatin, Lebanon. I just mentioned that's really for the girls' game. One versus two. Lebanon seven and zero in league play. Gallatin five and one. Their only loss was at Lebanon earlier this year, so you know they want to get some payback for that. Uh, that's going to be that should be a really really good game. Gallatin. If if anyone's going to give Lebanon a run at that number one seed, it's going to be Gallatin. So very anxious to see how that game plays out on Friday night. Really hope I'm allowed to cover some games this week for that. And then the other one, Station Camp versus Beach. Um, those two teams routinely have good games, uh, whether they play two times a year or three times a year. That third time usually comes during a Christmas tournament, so it doesn't count for your district standings. Um, but anytime those two teams meet, it's a barn burner. It's a really good one. Beach won the first game. Uh, so you know that Station Camp is going to be ready, going to be pre- prepared for that home game on Friday, regardless if fans are in attendance or not, I know they'll be anxious and amped up for that, for that game. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's just one of those matchups that every year, whenever you see that on the calendar, that's just kind of one of those days that you circle because you know that both teams are going to bring it. And that's a, that's definitely a potential um, game of the year candidate every single year. Absolutely. And, you know, both teams boast really good players um, on, on both ends of the floor and just, it should be a lot of fun. You know, Gallatin, Lebanon, Station Camp Beach, how do you choose on Friday? You know, yeah. how do you choose which one? Because both games mean so much to both the girls and boys on both sides. But uh, that may be one of those games where I flip a quarter just to see, you know, where I end up if I am indeed allowed to cover. So, uh, Brady, I'm out of breath, man. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to let you talk. What, what is, uh, what's your big games for this week? Yeah, so uh, this week doesn't necessarily have as many uh, huge ones as last week. Kind of, kind of a little bit lighter on the implications as a couple of the uh, good teams. I don't, I don't want to say they're getting practice because you know division or District Ten rather is uh, is very competitive. The coaches will always tell you that, um, but there are still some pretty good games I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm going to start it off on uh, Tuesday um, tomorrow with uh, one game that I think could be pretty good. Uh, it is uh, going to be Kenwood at Clarksville. Um, and Kenwood is a team that actually beat Rossview earlier this season after Rossview had beaten both Clarksville and Northeast. Um, so Rossview was flying really high after those two wins and then went and got beat pretty pretty handily by Kenwood. Um, so I think Kenwood and Clarksville could be a really, really good basketball game. Those are two teams that are kind of maybe jostling around the four, four to two, two to five position in the district. And um, I, I, I would give Clarksville the, the kind of the, the leg up in that game. Um, but as we've seen this year, uh, it, this is no ordinary year. Anything can really happen. Um, I'm also looking on Wednesday at uh, Clarksville Academy at Davidson Academy. Um, they played earlier this season at Clarksville Academy and Clarksville Academy swept those games. But uh, on the boys' side, that was actually um, – the week of Davidson Academy's football championship game. So they were still down a couple of players and uh, they should be fully back now after all that, uh, assuming, you know, the team is healthy and whatnot. And that game could be a lot, lot closer on the boys side, uh, you know, assuming um, everyone's healthy, everyone's coming out ready to play. Uh, unfortunately, Clarksville Academy might not be that way right now. I actually uh, picked them to uh, win a game last week against uh, DCA, but uh, they lost that game by one point. And I think it's because Eddie Ricks, uh, one guy that we've talked a lot about uh, this year, um, was uh, seen before the game in a walking boot. Uh, he did not play. He has a right foot injury, and uh, we didn't really hear much more about it other than that. But he's kind of day-to-day, week-to-week right now. So that's a huge, huge loss for Clarksville Academy. 
uh, losing that guy. Um, and then looking forward to Friday, uh, we've got Northeast at Kenwood. So Kenwood's kind of got a little bit of a uh, of a, a gauntlet this week on the boys' side. And then uh, Northwest at Clarksville, uh, that, that girls' game, I think, has uh, potential to be the championship game this season, as well as Rossview versus Henry County on the girls' side. Uh, we've, we've talked at length, again, about how Henry County is a team that likes to come into Clarksville, uh, beat Clarksville teams. And uh, Rossview, the girls, uh, are still kind of getting th- getting their groove back from last year after losing a whole lot of seniors from, uh, from a uh, district championship uh, winning team. And Henry County has uh, really kind of come come up this year and has a, a pretty good basketball team. Um, so a lot of a lot of fun games to look forward to this week. Again, not not necessarily as um, as epic as last week's uh, matchups, but there are definitely some games that could end up being a lot closer than they might look on paper. Yeah, it's hard to measure up to last week's games for you. I mean, you had a you had a great week of games last week, but still another good slate this week. And I think I think you know you you may be surprised, like you said, there could be some some really close games. You could you could all of a sudden find yourself pulling your phone out to record maybe a, a potential game winning three or you know <laughs> something like that. So I mean, you just you just never know what you're going to get, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I would also like to give a, a little little shout out, um, not necessarily a, a matchup between great teams this Friday, but uh, a little bit actually toward the, the opposite side of the of the district standings between Montgomery Central and West Creek, both the boys and girls teams kind of struggling at both of those schools uh, this season. Uh, I think I don't know if they're winless right now. They may or may not be. I haven't kept up super closely with both teams. I'm actually going to see Montgomery Central tonight at uh, Rossview. I expect the Rossview boys to win both of those games, but Montgomery Central and West Creek will be meeting up on Friday. Um, the boys and the girls both kind of looking to uh, kind of get kind of get in in a groove a little bit, trying to get comfortable this season, and uh, that'll be a good game if nothing more than to just see you know which team can get ahead of the other in the uh, in the basement. Absolutely, you know, it's a perfect segue into our two two one. Everyone, if, if you're not familiar, Brady, this is this is a segment Brady and I every, do every week where we pick two teams uh, to keep an eye out for, two players and one winner. Uh, you know, I'm going to let Brady go first this week. But before we get into it, if you're listening to this, if you're at a game this week, if you're able to, if you're one of the few that can go to a game, at least in Sumner County, I do know that, you know, players, uh, if you live in their household, you, you do get tickets. So if, if you are able to go to a game this week, let us know. Let us know if, if anyone stood out to you, if we should consider them for player of the week or anything like that moving forward. So yeah, with, that said, with that said, Brady, continue with your 2-2-1. Yeah, so on the boys' side, uh, the one, one team I'm looking at this week is I kind of gave them a little bit of a mention, but it's going to be Kenwood. Uh, they're facing Clarksville uh, on the road tomorrow uh, on Tuesday, and then they get to host Northeast on Friday. Now, this is a team that uh, struggled a little bit. They lost their best player from last year, Suter Williams. He graduated uh, playing at the NAIA level now, or is it, I, I believe actually he's playing at JUCO. Sorry, uh, correction there. But, um, you know, that, that's a team that um, they've got a, a good coach. Jason James is a good coach. He, he cares a lot about winning in that program, cares a lot about, you know, raising uh, good young men, and they have talent. You know, I don't think they're as talented as they were last year, but I think they're a little bit more cohesive and they play a little bit more like a basketball team. They have that big win against Rossview earlier this season, and they have the talent to win games uh, against kind of the upper level uh, talent in the district. Um, so I think if they can win, if they can split this week, beat Clarksville once and uh, maybe lose the Northeast or vice versa, uh, I think that would be a huge, huge win for them. Um, 
as far as the uh, girls' side, I am looking at Northwest. This is a another team with a uh, an interesting slate this week. They get kind of a quote unquote warm up game on Tuesday against West Creek, um, who is once again in the uh, the bottom of the standings. As I previously mentioned, this is a program that's really rebuilding. So. Um, That'll be a game where they probably rest starters, get their bench players some minutes toward the uh, toward the second half. Um, but then they're going into Friday and facing uh, Clarksville, a team that's really hot right now. Um, and they'll be fa- and Clarksville facing Kenwood, which is kind of a similar situation. Kenwood's toward the bottom of the standings as well, so they may get some PT for their younger players. And then those two teams will match up on Friday. And I think both of those teams will be rested and ready to go. And um, I do think Northwest is the more talented team, but Clarksville's running right now. So I'm really keeping an eye on Northwest because that's a team that I think if if anyone from District 10 is going to make a run on the girls' side, I think it will be Northwest. So if they can win that basketball game, that's that's definitely going to be something to watch out for. Um, As far as two players, um, I'm going back to Kenwood and looking at Jalen Washington. He was uh, my district, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, my all-county first-team quarterback this season. And he is also a very talented guard for the Kenwood basketball team. We have a little bit of that in, uh, in, in Montgomery County here. I'm not sure how it is in Sumner, but we got some guys who are very talented on the football field but can also hoop out on the basketball court. Uh, score some points, get some buckets. And uh, Jalen Washington might be the prime example of that as a really talented quarterback and a really talented guard. Um, he's kind of taken over as the uh, the lead guy there for the Knights after losing Suter Williams and Kevin McIntosh from last season. And uh, with the with the tough matchups he's got this week, first he'll be facing uh, J.J. Wheat from Clarksville and then probably matching up against a guy like Jalen Miller or Marcus Averhart for uh, Northeast on Friday. Um, I think this is really a big chance for him this week to uh, maybe – get a little bit more respect on his name. People in the county definitely know his name, but if he can do if he can do a good job against some of these players uh, for, for big-time programs, he can really earn himself some – maybe a, a couple more looks from college programs. Um, and then on the girls' side, I'm going to be looking at Imari Berry from Clarksville. This is a freshman who has college offers already. She had college offers before she even set foot on a high school basketball court. And she's going to be going up against the best player in the county, Tamiya Scott for Northwest on Friday. And if, if in kind of a similar situation, uh, people already know who Amari Berry is really across the state. I mean, she's offered by Vanderbilt and Murray state. You, you don't, you don't get those offers as a freshman or even as an eighth grader without being an absolute hooper. And right. she is, but she finally has a chance to face the best of the best, the best player that she'll be going up against this year. And I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing how she handles that pressure and uh, maybe seeing if, uh, because they are similar players, you know, they're both long, they're both, they can slash, they can play make, they can, they can shoot, rebound, they can really do it all. So we'll see if that pressure of going up against the best player in the district uh, will get to her or if she can shine the way that uh, we know she can. Um, as far as one winner, I'm looking at tomorrow's Clarksville versus Northeast game uh, on the boys' side. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at tomorrow's Kenwood at Clarksville game at Clarksville. And I'm going to take the Wildcats. Um, after losing uh, by double digits to Kenwood last week, uh, I'm, <laughs> to Northeast last week, man, I'm, I'm just getting all my games confused here, aren't I? Um, after losing to Northeast by double digits last week, I think they're going to come out. Uh, J.J. Wheat's going to have a good game as he tends to do in uh, big spots where they need him. And I think they're going to be able to take down the Knights and kind of get themselves back into a position where they can continue to compete in the district. Very good. You know, real quick before I dive into my 2-2-1, you mentioned something that 
light bulb went off. You said that, you know, in Montgomery County, you guys have a lot of talented football players that are hoopers as well. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, maybe we start as a company, we start doing a multi-sport all-county team. Whether you, <laughs> that is interesting, yeah. You know, it could be two sports. It could be three sports. I don't know anyone that plays four sports, but if you do, you can You'd be included in that as well. But, you know, maybe – I don't know. Like I said, I literally I just thought about it. I don't know how good of an idea it is. I don't know how logistically possible it is to do, um, how we would come up with – how we would get our stats and things of that nature, the things that we normally put out. But I do think that it could be a new way to honor these uh, multi-sport athletes. Yeah, because there are definitely kids who, who deserve to be recognized, kids that can do that. I mean, I mentioned Sydney Weatherford earlier. She, she's a three-sport athlete and is going to Division One in one of them. Um, I mentioned Jalen Washington. He was my first team quarterback. He's a very good guard here. We got uh, Jalen Bussey, who was a first team wide receiver for Northeast and is having a good season with their basketball team. Keith Richburg for uh, Clarksville Academy was a, I believe he was a second team running back this year and is a very good forward on the uh, Cougars basketball team. And I'm sure you got plenty of players who um, absolutely shine in uh, multiple sports. I do. I don't want to list them off because I know that I would forget somebody. <laughs> of course. I, I'm, I'm sure I am too. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get your, when you get those angry emails, then you'll know why I left, left, left those out. No, yeah. you're right. we, we do. We have so many talented athletes here in Sumner County. Um, but yeah, just a quick little, quick little thing, thought on that. Uh, but moving on to my two, two, one, um, my two teams or two games, I should say two teams slash two games to look at JP two at NBA JP two um, is, I feel like is right there on the boys side. You know, they just – B.A., who is undefeated, only beat them by six on Friday night. That's a pretty good That's loss. A, it's There's a close no, game, yeah. There's no moral victories. I understand that. But but JP2 on the boys' side is right there. And um, I just – that's a team, a game that I think we should definitely have our eyes on this week. It says NBA's only played a couple games. Listen, I know we're in COVID, so it's hard to keep up. I don't know NBA schedule, but I think they probably played more than two games. Mm-hmm. Um, but either so. way – Either way, that's a game that I think that, that people should have an eye out for. Uh, and, and then the other one is, is um, Station Camp versus Beach. You know, I alluded to a little bit earlier. That's an in-county game. That's an easy game to pick. But also the reason I'm picking is because I know it's going to be great on both sides. It always is. Mm-hmm. It always is, Brady. On both sides, it's always a really good game. And I fully expect that to be the case uh, on Friday night. You know, I don't, I don't know who's going to win, but – Nonetheless, I expect to be fully entertained and leaving that gym Friday night thinking, man, I'm really glad I got to see this. It's a shame nobody else got to see it. It's a shame there are no <laughs> students here to see it, but I'm glad I got to see it for selfish reasons. So those are those are two games um, that I think people should have an eye on, that I have an eye on for this week. Two players, uh, one being uh, Caleb Powell from Beach, who, who just come back from his knee injury. I know he had a big game on Friday at Rossview, dropping 20. I know he had 12 in the first game back last week. So it seems like that transition is, is pretty seamless. Um, so I'm keeping an eye on him. You know, he's got games this week at Green Hill and then at Station Camp. Those are two big games, two, two huge district games. And uh, listen, he's a player that I know that can come out and show out. And then on the girls' side, Marissa Wirtz from Station Camp. This was a girl that was averaging 40 points a game at one point this season (laughs) so you know she's obviously a baller she's a hooper she can put she's someone who can put the ball in the basket Uh, and she's gonna have 
quite a quite a few hard matchups this week. One on on Tuesday against Lebanon, and again on beach uh, on Friday. Bree Ellis is going to probably match up with her. She's a very talented defender for the Lady Bucks. So Marissa Wirtz and Kayla Powell are my two players that I've got to keep an eye out for this week. And my one winner is it's um, actually it's going to be two games in one, if you will. But I think Lebanon sweeps uh, Gallatin. I think I do think the girls' game is going to be very good. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think it's going to be a single-digit game. I think it's going to be a game where Gallatin has a chance in the fourth quarter. But I think Lebanon's pedigree. I think Lebanon's just being there and being in those situations. It just I think it I think it overwhelms Gallatin. I think is what puts them over the top. And then Lebanon on the boys' side. I think that's going to be a really good game as well. I think it's going to be back and forth. Cade Martin has shown for the Green Wave this year that he is fully capable of being their leading scorer. He is he has bulked up this summer. That boy has got some guns. Uh, he, you know he is he is uh, he's very strong and he, he can move people and he's done a really good job so far this year uh, being that Green Wave leading attacker. But I just think Lebanon is going to come in and, and get two big wins over Gallatin on the road. Yeah, that that I think Gallatin and, and uh, Lebanon I think is very much a uh, a game that we could see in the uh, in the tournament this year or on the girls' side, maybe even the boys' side too. You know, Bobby Luna's team always comes out strong in postseason play, but that girls' game is uh, definitely going to be one to watch out for. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, the 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 girls one and two in the district. So if if they ended today, they'd be on opposite ends and they'd meet in the district final, assuming that they were to win out. Um, so that's a game that we could definitely see three times this year. And listen, Gallatin is a team that likes to play defense. And, and even if Lebanon gets gets that one on, um, what is it, Friday? Even if Lebanon gets that one on Friday, that's not to say Gallatin can't get the third one if they do meet, meet up for the third time, whether it be in the district championship or the region tournament or, or wherever. Um, so that, that, I think, is a game that I think is going to be a lot of fun. And, and like you said, on the boys' side – uh, you know, those two teams, five and six right now, would obviously not meet in the first round of the district tournament, but is a game that, like you said, you could see that again for a third time this year. Mm-hmm. So I just think that uh, that's a matchup that's going to be really good. But I like the I like the Blue Devils to come up 109 and, uh, and to hand Gallatin and to hand Gallatin a loss. Well, prediction for sure. Yeah, I'm sure the people in Gallatin are not going to be very happy with me, <laughs> uh, which is fine. You know, which is fine. You know, I take I take that with. I take it running, basically, you know, with a grain of salt anytime. Uh, and, and if they do win, I, you know, I like the fact that players or coaches or admins, administrators will say, hey, you know, shocked you a little bit this week. Or, hey, you know, hadn't seen you in a while. Nice to see you. Or, or whatever it may be, you know. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite parts about this job is if I, if I pick against a team or earlier this season, one example is I uh, put out my – I guess my starting five, if I were to take a starting five from remember, all, yep. all my player, all the, all the teams in the county, which is actually, I think something would be fun to do on, on, uh, on this podcast sometimes. So keep an ear out for that. Okay. But, um, I, there was a, I was a player for Rossview. I talked about him last week, Ron Jessamy. I didn't pick him for my starting five and uh, Rossview took that personally, came out, won a big game. Ron Jessamy had a huge game. And I talked to coach Johnny Jackson later. He's like, Hey, you're starting five changing after this week. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, I think it will. So that's one of my favorite things is, you know, getting to kind of uh, kind of shoot a little, little bit with uh, the coaches, players, all that. And uh, I, I like being proven wrong. Yeah, and it's a nice end with the players, don't you think? I mean, it's a nice yeah. it's a nice way to kind of to, uh, to get to know these, these players, you know, whether it be because we picked them for player of the week or whether we left them out of our starting five. 
or, or, or whatever. But hey, uh, listen, I you know, I, and I've said this before. Hey, starting five at the st- at the beginning of the season shouldn't be what you're aiming for. It's starting five at the end of the season. The, Definitely. The but uh, hey, before we get out of here, Brady, we've had I've had a fun show. Uh, you've taken my mind off a lot. I appreciate that. Uh, but one more thing before I let you go tonight. The college football season comes to an end as the national championship game is going to be played between Alabama and Ohio State. Just tremendous kudos to all those involved just to getting to this point. Brady, I'm not asking for a game breakdown or anything like that, but I I would like you to pick a winner for me on the record. Who do you got tonight between Alabama and Ohio State? Well, you know me. I'm uh, I'm from up in Michigan. Um, I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm a Michigan State fan. So that allows me to be a little more conscientious when rooting for Ohio State because, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so as much as I would like to pick the Buckeyes being a Big Ten fan, wanting to see the Big Ten go out and show out, um, I think I have to pick Alabama. You know, that team is just way too good this year. They remind me a little bit of LSU from last season, just kind of an unstoppable force right now. They just got so much talent. They got the Heisman. They got they had another Heisman finalist. Uh, I think uh, I think the, the Crimson Tide are going to come out and win the football game. You got a score prediction? You think they win by seven, by double digits? You think it's um, close? You know, I think I think maybe somewhere in the uh, maybe the ten to fourteen point range. Maybe yeah. get get a, 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 a late score in there to push it to fourteen, maybe. All right, everybody, you hear that? So Brady's taking the Crimson Tide. So hammer the Buckeyes. Uh, <laughs> now, so who I, so who I'm choosing in this yeah, game? I was just going to ask. Yeah, so it's super simple for me. I'm picking Ohio State. You'll never hear me cheer for the University of Alabama. You'll never <laughs> hear me root for them in any way, shape, or form. I'm not an SEC guy. I'm a Tennessee fan to the core. I do not care what any other team in the conference does. I do not care how the conference does in bowl games. But all that's to say is what the, what the real root of it is, Brady, is I can only hope and pray that Justin Fields throws for 600 yards and seven touchdowns and just wows the scouts and forces Jacksonville to choose him instead of Trevor Lawrence as the first pick. Cause the last thing that I want to see is Trevor Lawrence two times a year for the next 15 years. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's something that you want and take it from me, someone who's had to see Aaron Rodgers uh, for every year, twice for the last, uh, what is it? 13 or year, 13 or so years. Um, yeah. I can't say it's a lot of fun to face an elite quarterback uh, that often. So maybe just maybe you'll get your wish. And this is Jacksonville we're talking about, man. So Listen, you, you never know. Defensive ranks for the Titans this year. The last thing we need is another elite quarterback in, in our division because we obviously can't sack a parked car. I forget who said that. I, that's not a, an original joke by me. I forgot. Uh, I think it was Bradley Beal maybe for the Washington Wizards who said. Yeah, he was talking about guard guarding. Yeah. yeah. Same for the Titans. We, we couldn't guard a parked car. So we could, you know, so – uh, I'm just hoping and praying Justin Fields comes out tonight, balls out, throws for 600 yards, you know, as many touchdowns as he can. It just puts a little seed of doubt in, in uh, Jacksonville's mind that to maybe draft him instead of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, we won't talk too much about the Titans. You know, this is a podcast about trying to make people happy, not, uh, not, not make them feel all that pain over again. Yeah, man, just, yeah, just bad, just bad. But anyways, <laughs> all right, Brady, listen, that does it for episode five. I can't believe we're through five already, like we mentioned. A lot of fun, man. I'm already looking forward to next week. Yep, episode six coming up. uh, But we hope you guys enjoyed five. I know I enjoyed making it with you. Absolutely, everyone. And thanks for for sticking through this long. Thanks for listening to five episodes so far. We couldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. Thank you, guys.